Hello, I'm Melanie Riding and this is the Riding Footloose podcast. These podcasts are also available in video and sometimes written format and can be found at youtube.com forward slash riding footloose or riding2nz.com. Thank you for listening and do give me some feedback. I'm always keen to hear your thoughts. been a couple of days but I've been busy with all sorts of things. I'm still having regular psychology appointments, still got two times weekly physio appointments, still got occupational therapy appointments and all of that has taken up a lot of my time. Then we have leg appointments. So this is what's happening on that field at the moment. In Dunedin just going to the bike shop to get shoe bits for Ryoji to make the bike leg with and I had to move a taxi who was parked in a disabled spot. Should have seen the look on his face. Pisses me off, especially since the taxi rank was right behind the disabled spot. So nothing is ever straightforward when you're disabled, even if you think you know where all the disabled spots are and all of that sort of jazz. I was already having to park two blocks further away because none of the spaces near the shop were available. And then that. But anyway, I took all the bits and pieces back to Ryoji and here's what we're doing. So we need to work out how to make a bike leg. Now we've had several conversations and I've been talking to my physiotherapist and I spoke to Paralympics New Zealand and they put me in contact with some other prosthetists. But what we found was those prosthetists actually were dealing with arm amputees, not leg amputees. So then Ryoji talked to them and they're like, yeah, we think she needs a foot. Well, no, I actually don't need a foot. A foot is no use to me. Um, I need a piston. That's what I need. So then we had a conversation about how he might attach the cleat to the post so that I can use it on the bike. So uh, we were pondering over that. So the bits I got him from the bike shop were uh, plates that would normally go inside a bike shoe, the cleat that would usually go on the bottom of the shoe. And he's been left with the task of figuring out how to attach it. Then I studied another uh, paracyclist I know about here online to see what her bike leg actually looked like. And I've contacted Paralympics New Zealand to try and find out who her prosthetist was. And we've been given a few tips with that regard. But the angle of the leg, the position of the cleat in, re in relation to the leg is the thing that we're still working on because uh, the physio's theory was that the cleat needed to be slightly offset, otherwise it would just destroy my knee. So there's a whole lot of um, science and mechanics still involved in this. And so I'm still not able to ride a bike kind of um, at the moment because we need uh, to work all this out first. So that's a bit of a bugger because the bike is over there, not doing anything just now anyway uh the other thing that we're working on is the um walking leg the bits and pieces we were waiting for for the walking leg have finally arrived and that was uh, a liner the sports liner that um is the that's the layer that goes on my leg 
first touches my skin and the problem I'm having when I'm cycling, walking up hills, anything like that, is the liner slides right off and it makes the leg fall off as well. Even if I've got a limb sleeve and all of that jazz. So what we're going to try is a sports liner and it has got drainage holes to deal with the sweat and that works in conjunction with the air valve that I've got in the socket. Um, so that meant we needed to cast a new leg and I'm getting that one next Friday. It also will have the Union Jack wrapped on it. Yay! So that's exciting. Then the socket on the leg I've got on now will go onto the temporary bike leg and then for a little while I'll be able to ride whilst we sort out what we're going to do with the foot part of it. All these experiments need to be worked through before we can actually apply for funding for the actual bike leg. So it's all quite complicated. Nothing's ever straightforward when you've got a mechanical body part. Um, but this one is now on its fifth week. We're going into six weeks. So I'm hoping that the shrinkage is slowing down. Then I had another visit from Shannon. So this is my wheelchair upgrade. This is still a lone chair, but this one is a fixed frame. So you'll see there's no crossbars at the bottom and the foot plates are fixed into the frame. Now the problem with this one is, is I can't quite get this knee bent onto the foot plate. So we have built, uh, put an order in for a custom chair and what they do with it is they measure measure all the dimensions, measure the back, um, they've made the front longer, they've made this whole chair a little bit higher and a bit wider and we are also ordering, let me just get them, some BNX wheels which look like this. Now these are for off-road obviously and they're like um, bike tires and they just go on there now I've been given them to try but what we need is a third a front wheel a third front wheel that lifts the front of the chair up takes these small casters off the ground and it's got a, a tread like this as well but well I'll try these ones out just and see how we go something else I've got to decide is what sort of back I want on this chair because this one's a rigid back but you can get some that are like sprung, but they're thinking that that's probably not going to be any good for me because uh, of the force, that, uh, you know, it will move, make you move. We also think these wheels need to be slightly bigger because of my height. The bigger the wheels, the more force you get through on one push stroke. So there we go. It's nice and nimble. I like it because I can go right the way around on the spot and what we're going to do is get rid of these these wheels at the back these tip wheels and they're going to teach me how to do a wheelie so that I don't tip over so this is the current chair I have no idea how long it takes to make a custom chair how long it takes that funding to get past or all of that jazz in the meanwhile this is the chair I've got and I've been asked to try it out so I am going to try it out tomorrow morning when I volunteer for Parkrun for the first time. 
So who knew there were so many options you could choose from in wheelchairs? Uh, oh my gosh. Well, do you want this? Do you want that? I don't know. What is that? And yes, so there's a whole ton I learnt about with wheelchairs as well. So um, waiting for that funding to be approved so they can actually go ahead and build me my custom wheelchair. Pretty neat, huh? Uh, it's a shame I couldn't get the third front wheel because I'd have been down on the estuary doing the full loop in a wheelchair if I had that third front wheel. Um, but yeah, we'll see. So I've got to go back to using the chair to try it out. And that'll be strange because I haven't used the wheelchair for a good wee while being back sat down again. It's a massive, massive adjustment because you, you get used to walking around, but I know there's a limit to my walking around. I've read online and it takes a very, very, very long time to build back that tolerance to walking and build the distance up. And I found this, it is so hard because you're using a different part of your leg for weight bearing and it just takes time. So I know that sometimes the wheelchair will actually be better for me, but uh, the world from sitting down is an entirely different world. So that's what I've been up to lately. Next week is leg appointment number three. I collect the new prosthetic leg and we put the old socket onto the bike leg. I'm temporarily back on a bike for a wee while whilst we work out the foot. At the end of next month as well, I'm hoping if I've got a bike leg that it will work-ish, I'm hoping to try a local mini duathlon, which is one kilometre run, 10 kilometre bike, one kilometre run. Now, the one kilometre run, I'm going to walk it. And what the sole purpose of it is, is to figure out what the heck a transition looks like from bike to walk or bike to what it would be run with a handler. I have never done it before. So that is its only purpose, is to work out what the heck you do in transitions when you've got extra body parts to work to worry about. So that is my update. As always, do feel free to find me questions. Oh, I nearly forgot. Um, I went to um, a free seminar last night run by the Otago University's Southland uh, Hospital Campus, and it was on mental health. There were three speakers. Now, it was just as the first one started, I thought, oh, this would be a great thing to record. So I've recorded all three speakers and I've put, I'm have put i going to put them into separate podcasts in three parts. The first speaker is Henk van Bilsen, who is a clinical psychologist originally from the Netherlands, and he works down here in Southland now. And he is talking about... Um, the the world uh what the wisdom wisdom therapy that's it wisdom therapy is it's basically the theory that um you people are not getting um the skills to adjust to life's curveballs and how better to do that i have posted if you're watching this uh, on youtube i've posted this the link to this podcast in the comment in the description if you're watching this on the blog, I have put the podcast underneath as a separate podcast. And if you're watching this on Facebook, I have added it in the description with the video. So have a lovely day. And my next two will come later on when I've sandwiched them back together again as well. And I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening. As always, I'd love to hear your feedback. If there's anything you want to add or any questions you want to ask, please do just get in contact. Otherwise, I'll talk to you again soon.